And in Matthew chapter number 1, the Word of God says, The book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the Son of David, the Son of Abraham. Let us pray. Our most gracious and heavenly Father, God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day and this time to be in your house today. I do pray, God, Lord, today you just help me and hide me behind the cross. God, do plant the words in me today, God, that you'd like me to say. God, I do pray, Lord, you just uh, let me hide, and God, just glorify you in everything said and done. I do pray, Lord, you just take a hold to me, and God, just, just continue, Lord, to let me help uh, be a part of this service. But God, do it be hidden. I do today, God, Lord, pray for those that are here today, maybe lost, walked away, whatever it may be. God, I know today that, Lord, you know the hearts of each and every one of us here. I pray today, God, Lord, that you just lead, God, and I pray for us people, God, that we can just help, uh, take the help and the guidance that you're ready to give us. We ask all these things in the precious name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God's talking about here, and I'm going to share a few things with you. And uh, I'm not going to go through every verse one time. At least I'm going to read every one for one, every verse between now and verse number 19 for at least one time. Uh, but then after that, I'll, I'm not going to read some of them no more because of the way it is hard to pronounce uh, some of the words. But these each and every words in this Bible today has got an importance. But the Bible says the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now this word of God in this first verse has a, is mentioned this way for a reason. And I want to show you the reason. It says that the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Now this don't distinct the order that it came in and it's there for that reason. He's talking about the, the, the generation of Jesus Christ. He's not talking about the generation of the foundation of the world. But he's talking about here is the generation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible talks about the son of David, the son of Abraham. And it says, Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judas, and the brother, uh, and, and his brethren, and Judah, uh, Judas begot uh, Pharis, and Zerah, and Thamar, and Pharis begot Esram, and Esram begot Aram, and Aram begot uh, Admiris, and Admiris begot Nasim, and Nasim begot Salem, and Salem begot Boaz of Rechab, and Boaz begot Obed of Ruth, and Obed begot Jesse, and, and Jesse begot David the king, and David the king begot Solomon, and, and her that had been the wife of Uriah. Today I know most of the time, you know, this is uh, kind of what I feel how I prayed yesterday for God to give me a message about Christmas. And uh, you know what I know and got to thinking about it. And I said, well, we get this message about Christmas when actually next week is Christmas. So as I laid in the bed last night and I got to thinking about it, I said, well, this is the week before. I said, let me just figure out what went on the week before. So God showed me the things of, uh, in a different nature of the things that went on before. And uh, this went on before the day of Christmas, but it wasn't actually the week before. But it was the thing that came about for Christmas to come about. Now the Bible, you'll learn in your Bible, the teachings of the Bible is that the Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ should come from the root in the tribe of David. Now he didn't say that the Lord Jesus Christ had come from the tribe of Abraham, but it came from the, the tribe of David. So you can clarify here today that the, the Word of God is truth powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword through verse number one of the generations of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he said, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So the first verse clarifies here that the Lord Jesus Christ 
is a part of uh, uh, the way this part came out to be that yes, sir, that Abraham was an important, but the Bible teached it and said that he was a prophet of uh, uh, and the generation, which I hope uh, you all understand what genealogy is. And I'll explain for you just a minute what geology is. Genealogy. Genealogy is, is just take for, you take, for example, uh, the, king, the king of England, uh, which the king of England died, which left the queen of England. She was the next in line uh, to, to hold place. And then you also, she had the oldest son, and the oldest son of the Bible, you know, where the history teaches us that the oldest son, uh, he had a divorce uh, from Princess Diana, which excluded him from being the king after his mother died. Then his oldest son would be the next in line. <coughs> so that is genealogy, how things come down. Now this that we were preaching on today is the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this genealogy must come to order in a certain way. We have scripture today also, we'll get to in just a little bit, on how God lined these things up of the genealogy of God. But he says there that the Bible teaches us then, he said, but Abram, Abram got, begot Isaac, and Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob begot Judas and his brethren. Judas begot uh, Pharaoh and Zerah and Thamar, and, and Pharisees begot Esron, Esron begot Aram. Now today I'm not pronouncing to you each and every one of these words exactly the way they need to be pronounced. But you can go through all of these verses here and you can find names in each place. And these names in each place today is there for a certain reason. Each one, even the ones. There's some of these words that you'll find here. If you'll study these, you'll find out that these, some of these names is only mentioned in Matthew chapter number 1. They're not mentioned again nowhere else in the Bible, but they're mentioned here for a reason. And these reasons you'll find that these people's not mentioned there no more than this place is because there was a period of time on this walk of earth where God didn't deal with man. Where the Spirit of God didn't move with man, there's a period of about 400 years where God didn't move. But God was still putting a bloodline. He was still putting a family line together during this time. Just because we didn't hear Him don't mean that God didn't move. Amen? Because God still moves. God is on the throne and God is God today. So we see here then, and just for a minute I'd like to go through just a few names of some people that you know and, and you've heard of before in the Word of God. We can find here with the first name that we've seen mentioned after the word David. We can find that there was a man named Abraham. This man named Abraham. Now the Bible, the Bible oftentimes tells a whole lot of stories of what Abraham done and the things that he done. But I want you to know today, and this is where I'm going to start my point at. I want you to see if I named this title of this message today. I'd like for you, I'd like for you to just pay attention for one minute. This is a list of names. Let me read it off the way I got it wrote down right. People, you wouldn't think, made the list. I'm going to read some things to you today about people you, whose names you wouldn't think made the list. So the Bible speaks right here in the first book of Matthew, which is the starting of the first book of uh, the New Testament, which was a book actually supposed to be written unto the Jews. you got to put all these things right here together to catch this. Now the Bible speaks here of Abraham. Abraham, to be honest with you, we've seen Abraham was a just man. We've seen how Abraham done. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his child uh, unto, the, uh, unto God. And we see all these things there. But I want you to see a few things going on here today. We can find also in the Word of God where there was a time where Abraham lied. 
Abraham, I mean, Abraham actually lied. I mean, he lied. And it's recorded in the Word of God today. Now, this is the book that most people preach to you about the positiveness of God. I want you to know today that there's some negativity about things of God. You'll find negativity in this Word of God here today, but you'll also find help for that negativity in this walk of life by the Word of God. You'll find the help. You'll find the place. And the help's always the same answer every time. The help's always the same. So we've seen where Abraham... He lied. We've seen where Lot. The Bible talks about how Lot. Now, I want you to know I'm mentioning people today that's children of God. I'm talking about saved people, people that knows who God is, that's lived and served and worshiped God. Now, we got a man named Lot today. And this man named Lot, this man moved his family into the town of Sodom. Everybody knows the, the story about Sodom. I don't got nothing here for you today that you shouldn't already know the story of. And he talks about then that's how... Lot went into the town of Sodom. Lot planted his eyes on sin. He planted his eyes on things that shouldn't be. And the results from this came two children. And the children there killing one another. The Bible even speaks of how Lot's wife, Lot's wife looked back into the sin of city and was turned into a pill of salt. Amen. I'm talking about today whose name's on the list. You wouldn't have never thought God in. You hearing me? So we see how Lot failed God. We see how Jacob, Jacob was a cheater, the Bible tells us. We see the story of David. <coughs> and everybody pretty much knows the story of David. And we can see how in David's walk of life, David became the king. David followed after the king. David was an adulterer. Amen. David was a murderer. Amen. David lived this walk of life with things going through his mind just like me and you do. So we see here, the Bible says then that this man named David, as how this man named David walks through this walk of life here today, and the word of God said that the Lord Jesus Christ, that he should come from, he should be a, a part of the, fr the fruit, he, he's a part of the tribe of David. Take a hold to what I'm telling you today. He's a part of that tribe today. I, now, the generations that you go through here, uh, look, I'm going to go and let the cat out of the bag. These generations that you're seeing here, uh, there's some reason I've noticed today that the generations of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the past, in other words, the family of the Lord Jesus Christ was not necessarily a righteous family. Amen. What are you trying to tell me there? Well, let's go on. I want to show you some things here today. There's people oftentimes in this walk of life today, they want to follow Abraham. They want to follow Mary. They want to follow everybody, anybody but the Lord Jesus Christ. They're willing to follow anything. They're willing to follow the church house, the things of the church house. They're willing to follow anything. I want to tell you the points of this Bible today. It's not following or knowing about who Abraham is or who Lot is or who all these David is, but glory to God, it's about who the Lord Jesus Christ is. Amen. Who is the Lord Jesus Christ to you? I want to just go and lay it all out there today. There's people that follow the temple houses. They think the temple house is a holy place. They love the stained windows, glory to God. They want to respect the pews, but they don't want Jesus in their life. They want anything but Jesus. Jesus is intimidating. Let me tell you something. You worship the stained windows and, and, the, and, the, and the old horn organ over here the, and the harps and the, and the gospel music. You, you honor all that all you want to, but you'll honor it in hell just the same as you honored it in heaven. Because it's about the Lord Jesus Christ who it's about. You know, I even think about this right here. Look, we got more. Look, check this out. The, 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 there was four women mentioned. In these verses right here, there's four women mentioned. 
Now, genealogy, something's going on different because genealogy of the time then up until man started tearing everything all to pieces, but genealogy never recorded the women. Genealogy was recorded by uh, 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 Billy Thomas Sr. begot Billy Thomas Jr. Billy Thomas Jr. begot Brendan Thomas Jr. Brendan Thomas, not Jr., Brendan Thomas, but Brendan Thomas, and Brendan Thomas begot. It was always about the man. Why is that? Here you go. Because the man's supposed to be the head of the house. Amen. So the Bible, we see here in the genealogy then that the things that were supposed to have been recorded was all men. So now then we also, we got people that respect the, the women folk. Now let's, let's look through the four women that is mentioned here. One of these women right here, her name was not actually spoken. But it identifies exactly who she is. Ain't it funny how the Word of God don't necessarily always speak my name, but it always identifies me of who I am. That's a good example right there today. You know, I pray today that you search your heart. and you, you Look, today's a good searching day, man. Today's a good searching day. You know why that is? Because you can stand up here before me just as proud as you want to. Well, I'm such and such. I got all this. Look, this ain't got nothing to do with this. This long list of people right here that your names would never thought of been on, some of them had money. Some of them had money. Some of them was children of kings. Did that make a difference? No, it did not. I'm going to tell you something. The world today needs to leave everything else alone and trying to make themselves feel good, try to make themselves look good, and listen and realize that there ain't but one, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, sir, you can get out here and have a good time. You can do things out here in this world today, but listen, when you make that your God, then something's wrong. And I believe we're living in days today where it ain't no time for us to be messing around. It ain't no time for us to be playing around. Well, why is that? Because we got people. We got people we work with. We got people we hang around with. <coughs> we got family that's dying and going to hell. Amen. You know why that is? Because we're walking by the cross. Us saved people walking by the cross, wagging our heads. Some sitting there watching. Watching. They sitting. Some sitting there. I mean, we're avoiding everything. Look, you don't have to go around everywhere you go and, and beat somebody up and tell them, oh, you died. You, you don't have to do all that right there. But the least you can do is try to live as close to God as you can so where maybe they can see it coming off of you. Amen. Huh. Ain't that good right there? People, he wouldn't think that made the list. Huh? I'm a man standing before you today that shouldn't have made the list. Amen. There's people sitting around you today that shouldn't have never made the list. You know why that is that we made the list? No, that it because of who I am and the righteousness of me and the cleanliness and the godliness about me is because the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for me and He done it for me knowing that I was full of sin and I done it with a whole heart. I didn't skip around trying to find holiness in the houses of God. I went to Jesus. Amen. That's where you got to go is to Jesus. I tell you this, y'all, y'all know all the time that Peter, Peter and John went into the temple to pray. And there said a man laying by the gate. And he laid there at the door right there. And his Bible says, and he asked alms amongst them. In other words, he asked for things. And Peter looked at him. He said, look on me. Peter didn't ask him to look on him because he was a holy man. You know what he told him look on me for? Because he wanted him to see God living in him. Amen. He said, look on me. He said, look right here. He said, look on us. And he said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give unto thee. In other words, he said, look, I don't got no money to help you. I ain't got no, I mean, I, I may be able to get you a biscuit or something like that. He said, but I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you about Jesus and you'll find something. Amen. <laughs> He's good, ain't he? There was a woman in the Bible named Tamara. You know who she was? Look, this was four times in 
four women in these verses right here up until verse number 18. There was four women missing. One of them was named Tamara. The Bible teaches us that she was a prostitute. She was full of de deception, incest. And she wasn't a prostitute, but trade. Oh, my God, I've went to church and heard about prostitution. You ought to hear from it from a church. If you don't, you're going to get caught up in it. So here this woman Tamara is in the midst of this, and here she is. You know who she did it to? Her father-in-law. She went upon her father-in-law. She's made her, dressed herself up as somebody else, deceiving. Glory unto God, ain't there a message in being deceived today? There's many of us today who's dressed up like something that we ain't, and we're deceiving everybody around us and acting like it. The Word of God said it's wrong. Tamara was wrong. Tamara's husband died. And then she married the brother because that's what the Word of God said for her to do is marry the brother after she had two children and then the, that one died. So then she covered herself up to keep a line of work going on. She deceived herself as being somebody else and she went out like she was a prostitute to her father-in-law and her father-in-law got her pregnant. He done the wrong part too. But what we see it is she done worse than he did. But it's still sin in the midst of the camp. Amen. Amen. It was still right there in the midst of it. And glory be unto God, there's a woman in the, in the history now. I'm talking about made the list. Do you hear me? She made the list right here. She made this list right here, glory to God. And her name was in there. And look at who she was. And then you'll find Rahab. She was a harlot. She was a Canaanite. And Canaanites hated Israel. They didn't get along with one another. Here she is in the midst now from another country that didn't like the country she was in to begin with. Shouldn't have even been in the part of the bloodline of the Lord Jesus Christ to begin with. You know what that's saying today? Thank God that the Lord Jesus Christ, he died for the Jew and he died for me and you and he died for each and every one of us. You know why her name was put in there? Because she was somebody different. <laughs> Thank God I'm in here today being somebody different. Amen. I'm different than you are. Then there's Ruth. Now why was Ruth in there? Let me tell you something. The Lord put Ruth in there for a reason. Ruth did good things. But there's reasons for her not to be there too. You know why that be? One reason was Ruth was a Jew. If I ain't mistaken, she came from the town of what? Moab. Did she not come from Moab? Moab was people didn't like Israelites neither. In other words, here she's come in the midst of this thing right here. And she's came in from another town. She's been raised up a different way. In other words, how we kind of see things, are, are we, whoever you look at wrong. She came from a place of that way. You know who she is? Let me explain to you who she is. Come to find out, she is the grandmother of King David. Amen. Watch out. King David. You mean that's King David's grandma? Yeah, that's his grandma. I can really blow your mind if you want to get into some genealogy. Do you want to take heed to who uh, uh, Ruth's mama is? We can find also, well, we can find how David's great-great-grandma is. Amen? Who would that be? That would be uh, Rahab. Go ahead. All right, then we see, now read this right here. The Bible talks about, says, and a man begot, this is verse number five, uh, Boaz of Rahab, Boaz begot Obed, and Ruth and Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse as begot David the king, and David the king begot Solomon and her that had been the wife of Uriah. Now, it didn't name her name, but it says, but her. 
I believe right here God said, well, wait a minute. I don't need to tell you everything. Some things you ought to just know. Do you know who her that was the husband of Arias was? That's one King David. He got his wife, seen her up on the, on the place there, up on the top rooftop there bathing. And it was another man's wife, David the king. Amen. Look, have you ever noticed how people take the big stars? I mean, look, a whole lot of us misrepresent these, these big stars. But we take these big stars and people say they hang them on the house. And I ain't got no problem with it. If I had one, I'd hang one up there too because of what the world thinks it means. They think it's a thing to be a holy thing. But it's they recognize it as the star of David. Well, David wouldn't really know star. Amen. But this star of David represents that. And you got this old star right here of David. And you know, a whole lot of people say, well, they see that star as being holy. Is a piece of wood holy? Is a piece of sheet metal holy? Huh? Is it, why you ask is a piece of wood? Because is this holy? This wasn't but a bunch of one fours and one sixes when it got started. But when we turned it to make it look like something like a cross, glory to God, then it became holy. And what it symbolizes, but listen, the holiness ain't the cross. The holiness was Jesus Christ died on a cross. The cross was a way of punishment unto the, unto the people there. There was many people that died on the cross. But when, God, when, son, when, when the Son of God died on the cross, that's what made something holy about it. And when he done it with his heart, knowing that he died for you, and you, and you, and you, and he died on that cross right there to pay the price for your sins. You know, at the time of all these things going on, and the book of this writing of Matthew, you know what? That everybody was looking for something. When the time was when Jesus Christ went from sacrificing animals, when God did, sacrificing things from animals, and brung them over to there's got to be a perfect sacrifice, you know why that happened? Because people was looking for something. Ain't it funny how today people are still looking for something? Look, they was looking for something. They, they had a yearning, a desire. How do you know this? Because I've read this in my Bible. They had a desire. They was looking. Something was different. Something had to be there. How, give me an example. There was three wise men went. Why'd they go? Because they was looking for something. When he was born, they was looking for something. Even the king was looking for something. Everybody was looking for something. Now, I'll remind you this part right here. There's going to come a time right here when, look, these generations is going to mean something. You know why that is? Because these people was walking around and they was looking for something. Now there was many that came and said that I'm the Messiah. I'm the one that you're looking for. There was many that came and they was false prophets. So the word of God teaches me and you right here today that Jesus Christ had to be uh, 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 the tribe of David. So he had to come through David's bloodline. Well, we see right here that, that Jesus Christ is coming out of David's bloodline. Now, you know, ain't it funny how me and you look for a miracle? I look for miracles, don't you? I'm only human. I look for miracles. These people at this time right here, they was looking for miracles. They was looking for anything that could come. I mean, they was, they was seeking something. They, they was wanting something. I mean, something had to be. Something had to be. Ain't it funny? We're in the same place. Things had to be. There's many ways right here that the Lord laid these things out for me and you to see what's going on and why these generations must be. These generations must be. They had to be. They had to, this page right here. Ain't it funny how the word of, how me and you today, listen, how me and you take verse number 18 of the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, 
before they came together, she was found with child in the Holy Ghost. We start Christmas right there. Ain't it? I think we need to wake up and realize that the first part of the chapter right here is telling how Christmas started. Christmas is starting right here, and it's starting off with sin. There's sin all amongst around it. I, I got three things in just a little bit. I'll show you why I think God done this. We'll get to that in just a minute, but check this out. Now, here it is. We're in the midst of this. We, got the, we, we, we done showed four women in here, and the Bible talks about Bathsheba. She was committed with adultery. She was just well been a part of the murder. So there's four women in the midst of this that's been shown there. Remember that. Four women that's been in the midst of it. We find that also, why? why? Why does God need to show us these things? For one thing, self-righteousness. Today, America, in 2017, at the end of the year, there's people still think they've got self-righteousness. In these times that the Lord pre- that laid this book out right here, there was people that thought that they had self-righteousness. Who are you talking about? The Pharisees, for one. There's Pharisees in America today. That's what ones who seek self-righteousness. Now think about this. How many of us today, just in this little congregation here, how many of us think we got self-righteousness? I know there could be a bunch of us if there wasn't no shame in us could raise our hands up. There's often times where I say it a lot, I got this. That's in self-righteousness. You know, self-righteousness ain't in your walk. It goes a little farther than that. Self-righteousness is in your destination between that two paths, but it goes both ways. Heaven or hell. There ain't no self-righteousness in none of us. There's none of us could do anything to get us to heaven. None of us. You could donate every dime you got to a charity, to a church, and it's not going to get you into heaven. There's none of us can build a church big enough to get righteousness into it. Righteousness ain't in that. What do you, what's your point today? I'm going to tell you the whole point is there is nothing other than Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's all you need to know. If you concentrate on Jesus, there's people today leading church houses, leading people through righteousness, their own righteousness, which ain't righteousness, and it ain't right, thinking if I do good, I'll be okay. If I help somebody, I'll be okay. That's not what heaven's about. When you get saved by the grace of God, yes, you will. You'll want to help somebody. You'll want to give to the church. You'll want to attend the church. You'll want to, you'll want to dedicate this. You'd want to lift a brother up. You'd want to help build a house or, or do something. You'd want to do that because the love God puts in you for somebody else. But that don't save you. Go on record today in the midst of Smith Chapel. That don't save you. Going to be good people in hell. Don't save you. They truly thought, listen, here's the same, I'm still on self-righteousness, but they truly thought that they deserved righteousness. I've run across people in my walk of life where people think that they're righteous. I've heard people say, hey, I know I may cuss a little bit and I may do this and I may do that, but I'm good to people. I help people. Well, you're a good person. Don't make you righteous. That don't mean you deserve heaven. You know what heaven is? Heaven is God's home. It may be my heavenly home now, but it's because God prepared it for me. He prepared it for me. You know, heaven and, and heaven is about God. <coughs> I don't want to do nothing today but uplift God. If I'm boring you, I don't care. You get bored easy if you get talking with somebody's talking about God. You got a situation. 
I ain't trying to hurt you. But I want you to know today, hey, I'm pumped up. I'm excited about God, who God is to me and what God does for me. And the thing, but this walk of life and this spiritual life, it's about God. It ain't about me and you. It ain't about the buildings. It ain't about these things. It's about God. What about God in your life? What about God in your house? What about God in that? What about when you step over to eternity and to death and you say, but wait, God, I prayed in your name. I cast out demons in your name. What about it? It didn't get you saved by the grace of God. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ will get you saved by the grace of God. You can uplift me all you want to. It ain't going to save you. You can uplift Brother Kenny and Brother Roger. You can, yeah, Brother Kevin, you can lift up all you want to. You can, you can stand over my house. You can drive me places. You can give me money. You can do everything, and it's not going to justify your sin in your life. It's not going to justify I cannot forgive sin. I can't. Yes, sir, I used that example, but think about it. It's a blessing when people do things for the preacher. Don't get me wrong. But don't think you're going to be justified for it. If you're already saved, you'll be blessed for it. We see here the Bible talks about, he said, but genealogy. But it was filled with liars, murderers, thieves, adulterers, harlots. It's not a pretty picture and it's not a clean picture. What are you talking about? I'm talking about them first 12, 14 verses right there in the book of Matthew. I'm talking about the path of the Lord Jesus Christ. The history. That's his family that he was born into. This is the line. This is his line. You know, I got a line. You got a line. I'm going to show you what's happening right here. I believe God showed the reason that God showed the line right here is to let you know that the people that we see that's holy and it's mentioned into the Bible. Just because we know their stories don't make us justified. You can go through this Bible right here and these names right here, you can find something wrong with every one of them. In this room right here today, you can find something wrong with every one of them. It's not by David that Jesus is Jesus. It's by God Jesus is Jesus. Again, I say he wasn't just dropped down from a ferry onto this earth. The Word of God was lined up. The Word of God's lined up today. It's still lined up. Listen, the things that's going on in this world ain't got the Word of God out of order. Do you hear me? Oh, as a Christian, I mean, there's so much sin going on. It's driving me up the wall. God still knows what the sin is. God knows how far the sin's going to go. Think about what I'm telling you. God's gonna, God ain't going to allow it to go no further than what He's going to allow it. So now, we see the generations here. You'll find also in the, in the fall of the Babylon, there was 14 generations and 14, and then the fall of the way of Babylon, 14 after. There's a reason for that being there because we're going to show the birth. Now the Bible said right there in verse number 18, it says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. Hmm. What's he talking about this wise? I never noted till today. This wise is talking about the generations that just came through right there. I've wondered before. I mean, I've, I've been preaching for uh, 14 years. 14 years, and I've wondered why on this wise. 
Well, I'm going to tell you what this old boy got his answer this morning on this wise. You know why that is? Because he showed a picture of Abraham, and Abraham not righteous without God. He showed a picture of David. He showed a picture of Lot. He showed a picture of all of them, Ruth. Uh, all, he showed a picture of every one of them. And he looked, he showed that picture right there. Why is that? So he could get to verse number 18 and said, Now on this wise, a Savior was born. He just said right there, hey, all these cats back yonder can't save you. They can't forgive you. You can know them. You can believe in them. You can shake their hands when they get there. But glory to God, it ain't nothing but the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Never been born again under the name of Abraham. <laughs> ain't it funny? Ain't it funny how he didn't even say nothing about being saved to Mary? Most people think you got to be saved by Mary. There's no other names in heaven where they must be saved by other than the Lord Jesus Christ. No other name. There's people today, today, that's worshiping Mary. They're going to die and go to hell with Mary on their mind. Ain't that bad? Why is that? Because, look, you know where they see it at? He chose favor in Mary. He chose favor in Mary because she was a virgin and a willing vessel. Never been touched by man. Keep reading after this verse and you'll find it. Of why he chose Mary. He never made Mary to be righteous. Jesus Christ did the same thing when he's hanging on the cross. He told Mary, he said, Mary, thy son. And he pointed to John. He told John to take, Mary, take care of John. And then he looked at John. He said, he told John, he said, thy mother. He said, take care of my mother. Why she need taken care of? My point exactly. She ain't the Savior. Hey, I thank a whole lot of Mary. I'm going to thank Mary. But I'm not worshiping Mary. And I'm not expecting my trip into heaven to be Mary. I'm expecting it to be the Lord Jesus Christ. If I die and go to hell today, you know why it is? Because I believed that the Lord Jesus Christ could save me and forgive me of my sins. And I trusted no other than the Spirit of God to tell me that. So if this boy busts his hell wide open, it's because the Word of God was a lie. You know what one thing God can't do? There ain't but one thing God can't do, and that's a lie. The Bible says he can't even go against his own word. That's lying. That shall not lie. That's just the, all this stuff. That's the same thing. God can't lie. So if God tells me that I can come through the Lord Jesus Christ, and guess what? I've got a way. And not only do I got a way, but glory to God, I remember November 11, 2002, it was more than got away. I accepted the way, and now I'm on the way. I'm on my way now. You hear me? Yes, sir, I'll fall and come short of the glory of God just like Abraham did, just like Lot did, just like Ruth did, just like every one of them did. I come short of the glory of God. I come short. Amen. You put me on a pedestal if you want to. You put yourself on a pedestal if you want to. But we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous. No, not one. Not one. How do you know? I, there's been an example left, ain't it? Hey, do you remember when, uh, when he was talking about destroying the city there? He said, what if I go out and find 10? I wonder if I just find 10 righteous men in the city. Would you not destroy it? He's talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, he said, find 10. I won't destroy it. And it got all the way down to one. He said, you find me one, and I won't destroy it. Well, guess what? The rain came. And it wasn't water. It was fire. Amen. And God destroyed that city. Good reason to be ready today, ain't it? Why is that? Because God don't like sin. And this one's going down next. I'll be glad when I get on my robe of righteousness. 
I ain't talking about just but inside. I got a robe of righteousness on now. But I'm talking about when I put it on and I stand before my Savior. And I look at him and accept him for what he's done for me. I mean, look, I got something to praise him for today. Can you believe who made the list today? Look at your people that made the list. This is on the list. This is the generation of the Lord Jesus Christ. The generations. None righteous. Remember that. He did it so God's grace may be richly displayed. So God's grace. God showed an example right here and laid this example out so you could know that each and every one of us has failed God. And if God can save this man, he can save anybody. I mean, I may not have the biggest record at the courthouse done, but I bet I had the biggest record of my mind wrote down in heaven. My mind's took me places before. Huh? Bible teaches you commit adultery in your heart. You've done it in your heart that you're guilty of sin. So if, if you've committed adultery in your mind, whether you took action on it, you've sinned. If you've murdered somebody in your mind, you've sinned. If you stole in your mind, you've sinned. I mean, what else, do I need to keep going? If you've done it in your mind, you've done it. It's good stuff, brother. Yes, it is. I had a lot on mine, but let me tell you this. This man that I'm telling you about cast my sins as far as the east is from the west to bring to remembrance no more. The God that I'm telling you about today through his son Jesus Christ, he cast my sins as far as the east is from the west. And the word of God says to bring to remembrance no more. He don't bring it up. I've had people bring my past up, but I've never had God do it. You know who I should be concentrating on in this walk of life? God, not the people of this world. Who are they? If I let them get in my head, they've won me. They've won me over. They've whooped me. I'm a child of God. Do you know today who my father is? I ain't talking about my daddy. I'm talking about my father. Do you know who my father is? I got a father that's a righteous man. You hear me? A righteous man. The only sin that he knows is what he's seen me do. And my brothers and sisters. Yes, sir, I said, my brothers and sisters, I am a child of God. I am a son of God. People get that confused. Said there's only one begotten, and there is one begotten. That's where, where the word begotten is. He never sent me. He never sent you to die on the cross, but to one of us, he did. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ, the one he sent down to begin with. He did to die for our sins. Boy, God's good, ain't he? Ain't you glad sitting there today to know that you come short of the glory of God, but still yet, there's one that is righteous, that is righteous. I'm not talking about Santa Claus. I'm talking about Jesus today. I mean, plant the word Jesus in your mind today. Because that's what it's about today. There's only forgiveness through Jesus. It's Jesus. Jesus. You know what I've gave to you today? Jesus. Let me show you something. This is coming out of Galatians chapter number 4. Verse number 4. It says, But when the fullness of the time was come, and I do really believe I could preach a hour right there, when the fullness of time was come. Do you know what he's talking about? You know them generations and them people that came through right there? That's what he's talking about. When the fullness of time was come, the Lord knowed where to break it off at. Now let me tell you something. I want, I want you to stand right here for a minute. Not stand. Just stay standing down right here. But I want, you to, I want you to listen to me close. Now, the fullness, I'm going to read it again. 
I want really take heed to this. Now you do know that the generations of the Lord Jesus Christ had sin in it. Not Jesus, but the generations. And verse number 4 it says, But when the fullness of the time was come. So now there was a time from the time of Adam until the time of Mary. There was a time period. I don't know the whole time period. I don't even know if I could figure that time period out. But there was a time period. And he said, and when it was come. So there was a place. Now I want you to see this like I've seen God show it to me today and you'll get some. But in the midst of this fullness of time, there's a God. The Creator. Not a false God, not an idol. But a God. The creators of the heavens and earth made light, made man, made it all. And at this time, I see that how this God is standing. And as he's standing, there's the generations coming from Adam to Eve all the way through to Mary. In other words, this thing just wasn't turned loose. It was laid out. And each generation and each step that came through, God put it together. In other words, I don't think God just turned his back and let everything go. From the foundation of the world, God was getting prepared for me to be saved. From the foundation of the world, God was, he was making preparation for you to be saved. I don't think he was turned his back dealing with the, uh, the, the changing the light bulbs and the stars. No, sir, he was lining up generations for generations he was coordinating what to be. Same way today, he's coordinating what to be. You can say, well, it's out of God's hands. There's nothing out of God's hands. You hear me? Pay attention. There's nothing that's out of God's hands. There's some things God wants me and you deal with, but that don't mean it's out of his hands. God is still on the throne, and God is God. No matter who or what me and you do, there's nothing that can change the stature of him in this walk of life. There's nothing. I'm glad I'm serving a God like that today, ain't you? I'm glad I'm on his side too. I'm glad there was a time I realized about the other side of it. Because there's another side. There's talking about a wrath. There's talking about condemnation. There's talking about a burning hell. Uh, there's talking about a judgment. And being brung out of that hell. And being judged and cast into a lake of fire for eternity. Did he create that for you? Nope. But if you choose not to have him, that's what you get. That wasn't no mistake neither. You ever noticed how volcanoes... A little here and there, volcanoes perfect, perfect, huh? What you reckon that is? Oh, it's this little hot spot. Oh, yeah, they're hot spots. That ain't all there was a hot spot. And, you know, a volcano get ready to erupt. I remember when I was a child, Mount St. Helen, maybe, uh, one erupted over there. And everybody, the news stayed on it. The media wasn't half as bad as what it is now. But they stayed on that. Every time the news come on, that's what they talked about. That, that the volcano was erupting. Now look, it don't take no common sense. And you ain't even got to have a doctor's degree to get this. The Word of God says the hell is in the center of the earth. And it also says that hell's enlarging itself. Huh. So what you talking about? What do you reckon them volcanoes is doing? That thing's getting a little bigger, ain't it? And bigger. And bigger. You know, the Bible talks about when Jesus Christ gave up the ghost on the cross, the earth did quake. Earthquakes. Also talks about earthquakes being in places that was indifferent, that hadn't ever been before. 
of showing up times of him to come. Ain't that funny? You may not experience it, but hey, I worked in my worked in Madison. I believe I was working for Robbie then. And I was over there getting ready to go to town over there, right, right on the back side, that back street over there behind Bowman Electric over there, and my truck just started shaking. I thought, dang, there's a truck going down the other side. And he rattling everything. Well, I looked, there wasn't no traffic over there. My truck was shaking. The doors on the building were shaking. I shook it off. I must be having a spell. Hey, I'm serious. I got a 6,500-pound truck. He don't just shake around. So I went on out through town and everything. Next thing you know, everybody starts counting. You know, our mobile devices, they start ringing. You hear about that earthquake? Oh, yeah. I was right in the middle of it. Didn't even think that's what it was. Why is that? Because it's not a commonplace form. We're living in days and times where there's not. It's going to be everywhere. I mean, hey, what you trying to, what you trying to tell me today? You better get prepared. Amen. Get prepared. Hey, I've told you the way. All you got to do is accept that his part's done. Now it's your part. Your part. Thank God on November 11th when I accepted Christ, his part was done. I didn't have to sit there and wait. All I had to do was my part. You know what my part was? With my heart believe you wouldn't believe what came through me when I just believed and you know with my heart I asked him to forgive me it was with my heart nobody never heard it but him nobody because I never said it with a loud voice and to be honest with you I was sitting there and I was scared because the spirit came by me and let me feel like this is your last chance and I felt if I don't do it now I'm not going to get another chance because I knowed, even though I was lost, I knowed that he didn't have to but one time deal with my heart. That's all he's got to yours, just one time. If he's ever dealt with your heart, that may have been your only time. And if he's dealing with your heart now, I'd think to myself, hmm, wonder if this is the last time. Wonder if this is it. You know, it's hard to find godliness in this world. We've been looking for it the last month or so. We've been looking for it. Can't help it. I mean, I almost feel like I'm asking God, if you'll find just one righteous, will you not destroy it? You ain't finding it. It ain't there. The Christian folks ain't delivering it. You know, just because there was a sin in the bloodline of the flesh. Did you hear me? Of the flesh of Jesus Christ. Now, this sin wasn't in the spirit. Now, the Word of God says that the Bible teaches me and you that the Word of God, that God filled Mary with the Holy Ghost. She wasn't touched by man, filled her. I want you to see the difference right there because don't go home and say, Lord, the priest, the priest, the message, the problem of sin Jesus Christ had in his life. The only sin Jesus Christ had in his life is when he buried our sins on his life on the cross. I'm talking about though his family, his history, the people that he looked, that his body that was brung up to deliver. Derek's a mailman, amen. Huh? Some people on his route may not like him, and some may love him. Some may think he's the best mailman there is, but he's had to work to get where he's at today. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? He's had to work to be from a rookie of the mailman to get to where he's at today, and he probably knows how to run the mail today. He takes and does donuts and cul-sacks. 
I post videos of it anyway. But you see what I'm saying here. The generations all the way from Abraham all the way to here had to come up to be just exactly the way they are. And he said right there in chapter number 4 and verse number 4, he said there, he said, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of his son. Ain't that something? Word of God saying that all this started from the beginning and was laid out perfect for Jesus to be born. Hey, it's a pretty good Christmas story, ain't it? Amen. Can you believe who made the list? Huh? Amen. You know how we got a, a naughty list and a uh, been good list and a naughty list and all that? Look who made the list. They was every one of them naughty, but every one of them went, they were saved. They, they got excited. Word of God shows them being saved. The majority of them, you can look through and see who was and who wasn't. But the Bible teaches me and you that there's some in there that sinned but made it to heaven. You know, the Word of God also tells me and you today that there's some, that I, can't, I can't quote it, but I'm going to paraphrase it, that some of us will be surprised that made it. And there'll be some that we thought made it, that thought would have made it and didn't make it. Because they disguised their life. You know, today, inside of you, you can disguise things from me. You can disguise them from everybody around you. But I'm sorry to tell you today that there's one you can't disguise. The creator of you knows your heart. He knows if you're true. He knows if you're saved, if you're lost. Walking far off, he knows it all. And I don't see why it would not be the will of God for you to take care of it today. Could you imagine you going through Christmas? We spoke of, we, we spoke of losing loved ones on different days. Me and different people spoke to me or spoke about it or something. And you know, like it's Christmas, I, I mean, there's people in my life that I'm going to miss. Oh, yeah. My grandma, my pa, yeah. there's people I'm going to miss. But I'm going to tell you something. You know what's going to make this Christmas great? We don't have the money to exchange gifts all the time. It's not about that. I'm sitting holding my wife's hand. Thank God we're going through a Christmas where we're both saved. Child has confessed God. Oh, what a blessing this Christmas is going to be. You know, it ain't, it ain't about having, listen here, it ain't about having money to buy gifts. She actually said this time, she said, instead of buying things, let's come up with something creative. I mean, we can come up with something. We can. As far as buying, I'm, I'm trying to get the point across is, is don't think bad we, that I'm saying we don't got the money. But I mean, yeah, I can go buy her something. Yes, she can go buy me something. But the point ain't that. Amen. I'm trying to get around the point of letting you know the money ain't about it. Amen. Don't be discouraged if you ain't got the money to buy Christmas. Right. Don't worry about that. Don't be discouraged about that. 
She wanted to change it up and said, let's make each other something. Let's make each other something. Amen? Think about that. She said it comes from the heart. I'm going to make her a pie. Amen? I got pie all over my heart. <laughs> Are you with me, though? I don't have to sit around. Look, there's overratedness of Christmas. The world don't teach the meaning of Christmas. Right. You know the meaning of Christmas, of Christmas, unto you this day, in the city of David, a king was born. Amen? That's the, that's the purpose of this thing right here, to which is to save us. <laughs> He's the savior of the world. That's Christmas. Sure, I like, it feels good to hand somebody something. You know? But that ain't the point of it. Imagine going through Christmas now and you may be mourning over somebody. But what if you're sitting here today and you don't got God in your life? Wouldn't that make it easier to mourn over somebody? What if you've walked away from God and you came back to Him today? Wouldn't it be easier to go through Christmas? Wouldn't it be easier to just have God on your mind? Hey, wouldn't it be worthwhile to listen to Christmas music? I like Jingle Bells. Old Christmas tree. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. I, I like him. That brings on the Christmas spirit. There's something special about this time of year. But I preach to you the most important part. Jesus Christ being born of a virgin. To come into this world. To save you from your sins. He didn't say save you from the world. But he said from your sins. Glory be unto God. Wouldn't it be good today to be forgiven of your sins? What about the best Christmas you've ever had? Yeah. The Sunday before Christmas Day on 2017, Smith Chapel Baptist Church. I got my heart right with God. And I had the best Christmas I ever had. Why is that? Because I laid down the world and commercialized stuff of it and I laid my sins down. And I realized it was the birth of my Savior. My King was born. 